Tessa Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode 9 of series 3, Warrior, Priestess, Twam. Hey, Twam. Please don't do that the whole way through. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll try and remember not to. Oh, God. <laughs> I know I joked yesterday, should we do the whole thing with a hilarious Jonathan Wass speech impediment, but... Uh, no, let's not. Let's not do no, that. No, let's let's not. But 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 it's an early indication of how seriously <laughs> this episode's going to turn out, and be how how seriously we're going to take this episode. I think. Well, and so you know. we're on to another doppelganger, triple ganger episode. Yeah, as you might have um, worked out by the title. Yeah, um, and we're meeting the very last, we think, of our doppelgangers. Um, yeah, and actually, as kind of noted in the in the disclaimer of this uh, episode, they, they they do reference the very shallow <laughs> gene pool there appears to be <laughs> a shallow gene puddle. I believe they say indeed. So yeah, indeed. So we've got yet another yet another lookalike, which is this is now, what is this the fourth one now? It's the fourth one, um, and I think well, it's the third. It's the third in this. Yeah, but it's the four. Xeno counts as one. There's four identical. Okay, you know, and five if you count the character that she that Lucy played in Hercules two episodes before her introduction as Xena. And six if you count her Amazon appearance in one of the Hercules Hercules movies. movies. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's not. Is it a shallow gene pool? Is it just a shallow actor pool? Shallow casting pool. Um. Yeah, casting. (laughs) Yeah, so. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty fun one. Uh, I would say that uh, Leah Priestess Leah, haha, um, is my least favorite of all the doppelgangers. I don't know if you would agree. Um, um I think I prefer her to Diana, who's just a bit wet. Do you think Diana's think a bit wet? Leah, Leah has Leah has a couple of moments. I suppose Leah's willing to be. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, Meg is the best. Yeah, Meg is the best one by far. Possibly, possibly even better than Xena. I don't know. <laughs> we can just bring bring Meg in. I love Meg. Just bring Meg in and just make her the star. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I, mean, I suppose at least Leah is willing to be burnt at the stake for her misguided beliefs. There's that. Yeah, she's got conviction. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas so Meg's just got a conviction. <laughs> Uh, at least one. At, at least, least one. one. So as you say, we've got priestess Leah. She's a Hestian priestess, and as what what do we know about Hestians? She's a Hestian virgin yeah. priestess, and this episode is basically carry on virgins. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We sort of had <laughs> yeah. carry on virgins at, at the at the end of season two, didn't we? I guess so. You know, I guess but so. it's just well, the, it was so of... it was so good they did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more, more of more of the same now with added wanking, spanking, and bestiality gags. Mm, lovely. That was quite a lot of masturbation material. I mean, like jokes. I don't mean like well, this bag bag. Enough, enough about enough about how many times you watch the video. <laughs> and that, there were a few, there were a few kind of dry humping moments as well. So let's yeah, not again, not me in. The- <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the episode. He thinks the flim flam doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we open we open the episode as we often do in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Um 
and this is a I think quite a hastily thrown together fight scene because it's warlords in a village, but if you actually watch what's going on, there's there's a warrior not duffing up a villager, but actually duffing up another warrior. Yeah. So it look it's actually a bit of infighting. So it's like, oh no, we accidentally uh wardrobed all, all the stunt men in, in warrior outfits. <laughs> and we'll just fight each other. No they won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is of supreme unimportance to the episode what these people were doing. Oh, absolutely. You know? absolutely. But the point is that Xena, and I don't know if you can hear my inverted commas there, listeners, Xena yeah. appears uh, and um, tells them that they need to throw down their throw down your arms, and and this is how we know that it's not Xena, they- obviously, because she's doing the she's doing the Leah voice, which is. Uh, Kind of slightly inconsistent with whether she can say ours or not, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of relinquish your warrior ways. Yeah, <laughs> big bigger stickers energy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you find it visible. Yeah. <laughs> So, so she's she's like, I'm coming peace to make you change your ways or whatever. And um she proves this, she takes off all her armor and throws all her weapons down. And uh, the guy's bury like belly our weapons. Oh not this again. Come on. Come on. That's season one, episode one, bury your weapons. That's what happened then. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh obviously the bad guys are like, well, I guess we'll burn you at the stake. I mean, like, that seems like a very complicated way to kill her. They're like, oh, that's... They think it's Xena, yes. obviously. And they're like, yes, we're going to kill her now by burning her at the stake. That seems the, that seems the, the most sensible solution. So, on yeah, to we'll, this... We'll give her, t- give her time to escape. Yeah. What, knowing what everyone knows about Xena. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's like when the, <laughs> when the, the James Bond villains monologue at them. And yes. like leave them in some leave leave him in some sort of like incredibly complicated like Rube Goldberg death machine. Yeah. To give him a chance to get <laughs> out, you know. Um anyway, so who comes across this scene but Gabrielle, who is, I have to say, not that concerned about her life partner here. Oh uh, what now? She's just pissed <laughs> off. She's we've got in this bit of the episode we've got actually the return of Mum's Night Gabrielle, don't we? You know, she's really, yeah, a little really, bit, little bit. She's got fucking PMT up the wazoo this time. You know, <laughs> like she's so just pissed off that Zena is making her rescuer, and she's like, "Is this revenge yeah, for like, me asking for more responsibility?" <laughs> yeah, she's she he's she thinks Zena being burnt at the stake, and immediately goes, "Oh, this is all about me, isn't yeah. it?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but and um, to be fair to Gabrielle, she she does effect a rescue. Yeah, she um, does. She she tries to beat out the flames by fanning them with a blanket, which I <laughs> I, I have re- very recently watched um, a fire awareness course, well mandatory training. Good job. So I am very aware of fire, and that that's not the right way. She should have used um, a red fire extinguisher. <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> I can't believe that she's not. I know. I can't believe that she's that she's she not. She didn't raise the alarm first. She, <laughs> she should have used a red fire extinguisher and only one. If it was if it was too much for one, then it was too big to tackle. Got it. But no. 
Under well, actually, she did use a, a water fire extinguisher as a, as kind of a, a second line of defence. Mm. Um, and th- this is our first ep- little instance of dry humping because she <laughs> <laughs> Conve- conveniently there's a barrel of water right next to a plank on a pair of sawhorses, so she tries the old see- seesaw method, jams the end of the plank under the barrel, and then just kind of dry humps the plank to try and to try and get it to to fly onto the fire yeah you see what would have happened here is that the i mean like i've got a standard grade in physics so you know i i want you to understand that i'm speaking from a a position of expert here um Mm -hmm. i've actually got a higher physics but standard grade physics sounds funnier um (laughs) (laughs) you see that like the position that she's got of the little plank thing if she had managed to put some force in it it would would just have have tipped over it would just have tipped over it wouldn't have done but anyway, she's not got yeah. the heft. She's not Gabrielle because she's not pregnant anymore. She's not got the weight. <laughs> <laughs> she's not got enough oh. heft to her to actually um, do this thing. And neither's the yeah, don't don't think we've forgotten about that, Gabrielle. We'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. Neither neither is the the fat guy that she actually tricks into doing it. He's not heavy enough for it either, no. honestly. Uh, but it doesn't matter. But so she it's it's on. It's on physics. It yeah, doesn't it doesn't matter. Xena physics. Um, so yeah. she, in order to get the thing to go, uh, she needs someone heavier than her to Prong. land on the the seesaw, and so she just does a bit of fat yeah. shaming to some rando. Yes. Um, problematic, Gabrielle. Not gonna lie. Mm. Well, as you say, Mum's net Gabrielle. Yeah, is back. Mum's net Gabrielle is back talking about yeah. it's not. I, it's not that I got anything against fat people. I just worry about your health. Um. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That that old low fat chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> Should you really be eating chestnuts? Think about the calories. Um. Anyway, so, look, yeah. we're we're making we're making hard work of this because this, this, yeah. it's this is just this is just set up. So we're on a time limit as well because we're in your lunch break, right? So we better hurry. I know, fuck up. I know, hard deadline. <laughs> so obviously, obviously, it's not Zena. It's yet another freaking doppelganger and one who is strangely um she actually looks quite turned on by the thought of being martyred for hestia that's the kind that's of the closest thing to an orgasm she'll ever ever have had yeah in her life well it's the same for all the all these you know embittered spinster celibate women isn't it um not from what we see in the later part of the episode <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true <laughs> so anyway so yeah. gabrielle does manage a rescue by this bit of unphysics and then by kicking over a bucket of fire that someone's left lying around. Um, <laughs> that was very and funny. She... <laughs> <laughs> and it did the whole wall of flame thing as if the as if, yeah. the, as if the, the place was covered in oil or gunpowder, but it was literally water that had been there. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Who, who cares? Fuck it. Fuck everything. More, more unphysics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well not fuck everything because we're we're talking about virgin priestesses here. Mm. Um, and it, so the setup is the the pre um, opening sequence setup is another doppelganger. Oh no, she's a Hestian virgin priestess. Virgin, you say, and that joke will just keep going <laughs> all just through the episode. Virgins are funny because because the fact of virginity is. Um, an implicit reference to sex and sex is funny. So yeah, you're right; that is hilarious. God, I've, I hadn't, be, I yeah. hadn't quite parsed what the joke was. 
And now I know the joke is about sex. Understood. Um, yeah. Best friend. <laughs> so, Gabrielle brings Leia, Priestess Leia, um, mm-hmm. to Xena, who is butchly sharpening her sword in a forest. Um, yeah. and then <laughs> fanfic staple. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Sorry, I didn't come meet you. I ran into," and then just insert name Zagreus. of previous villain that they have met before. Yes. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Gabrielle introduces the doppelganger, and uh, Zena goes through the same process as Gabrielle did when she realized it was doppelganger. Yeah. Um, she goes, "Hey, Diana," and then she's like, "Meg," and I was like, "No, this is a new one." Um, and they just like go with it. I, I, what I love about these doppelganger episodes, like after the first one, where they're like, "Wow, they look so like," and now she's just going with it. It's like, "Oh, another one is it? Right? Okay, you know." Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So it turns out that there has been some. This is there has been some ludicrously circuitous attempt on Leia's life here, which involved yeah. um, <laughs> stacking the Hestian stones probably weighting mm-hmm. the stones and we see later that these are just dice right so it's, basically yeah. it's like um it's like you know roll a dice roll the dice to get your fortune or whatever yeah. uh and these stones apparently told her to go and confront a warrior uh and and then coincidentally in her room she found this outfit of that looks exactly like Xena and she says I dressed like a warrior to confront a warrior, you know. Um, yeah, I, I found this vile garment in in my in my womb. No offense. And then she says, "Oh, no offense." And and Zena very genuinely says, "None taken." She's just like, "Here, here we go again." I'm just going to let this play out. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. So so it's clearly someone's trying to kill her, right? They're trying to get her yes. killed. Um, yeah, and it, yeah. it, it, it it is a little bit what's the word I'm looking for? Stupid. Uh there would be easy... <laughs> That's the word I was gonna offer. <laughs> Presumably be a lot easier ways to kill her, but this is the way they chose, and it's lucky they did, because now we've got Xena involved, you know. So they take her back yeah. to the temple uh, and they're like, We've brought Priestess Leia back, and everyone's like, What are you talking about? Priestess Leia's right there. And then we pan over and who Cut should we to... see? And it is so, Lucy is so good because it is like fucking Meg yeah. from the first shot. You're like, oh, it's fucking yeah. Meg. Doesn't, it's- <laughs> doesn't need to open her mouth. It's the, the, the posture, the little facial expression. Yeah. It's like, of, of all the people to employ to convince people that she is a Hestian virgin priestess, yeah, why, why not Meg? Why, why not, not Meg? Why, why, not? why not Meg? <laughs> Why not, indeed? Um, So she's standing next to the extremely obvious villain of the week. Right? Yes, the Reverend Obvious Villain. We we had Captain Obvious obvious Villain last week. This this time we've got Reverend Obvious Villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, But as we'll find out a bit later, Meg's not actually there for nefarious purposes. For once. No, she's there. She is a, she's a small business owner. She's gone straight. We're meant to think yeah. she's... I think we're meant to think that she's fallen on hard times. But as, as my colleague um, texted me earlier, she's, she's actually... She's risen in the world. She's yeah. doing very well for herself. Exactly. Because yeah. like, the guy says... There's a guy in the corner saying, you're talking about Meg? She owns a tavern down the road. 
Now, owns a tavern, right, as we'll see in a bit, is a very loose... Mm. When we say tavern, this is a little bit of mm. a euphemism for brothel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the thing is, right, Gabrielle walks in a bit later and says, oh, Meg, what happened? You know, because the last time we saw her, she was a kitchen skivvy. And now she's a small business owner, like you said. And like the point is, like, like listen, Gabrielle, she's the madam of that brothel. She's the yeah. boss. Like she's gone up in the world. She's a she's a, she's she like Leah. She's the Lydia Quigley in this setup. <laughs> very like Leah. She is the leader of a community of independent women. Yes. <laughs> Side note here, because um, I I know our listeners like our um, livestock updates. Oh yeah. And I can't can't remember if I've mentioned before that my current brood of chickens got five rescue chickens. Uh, they're all named after characters from Harlots. Nice. A, I don't think I don't I don't believe you've seen it, but no. um, if you get a chance to watch it, it's 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 good fun. You know, for for something about you know sex work in the eighteenth century, yeah. and misery and poverty and sexual Sounds abuse, all that kind really of stuff. Really good. Apart from that, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> So we'll we'll have no we'll have no shaming of sex workers here. Thank you very much. Well, I wasn't planning to. <laughs> Good. I wasn't intending to. Um, Good. Next brood of chickens you get, you should name them all after Zena's doppelgangers. I'll run that past the um, naming committee. She won't. She won't know. She'll be like Diana, Leah, Meg. These sound all very normal chicken names to me. Okay. You know. Okay. We'll see. We'll see if I can. <laughs> <see that. laughs> Yeah, obviously you can't call a chicken Zena because one of our one of the the pets, one of our collective pets, is already called Zena, so we can't have another one. What do you mean we can't have another one? Can't have another Zena? Well, I've got a Zena. People will get confused. Which people? <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is like my when my there, there we have the <laughs> nub of it. This is like when my aunties both called their son Andrew within a few months of each other. Oh, yeah. That shouldn't be allowed. Were they sisters or aunties on different... Oh, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's two sisters. Two cousins, cousins both called Andrew. Luckily, obviously, they've got different surnames, so I can tell the difference between them. Mm. But... (laughs) And presumably presumably different faces? Yeah, although, to be honest, the... the, um, the English Andrew, uh, I I wouldn't know uh, if I saw him in the street because I don't really see that side of the family because they live in England. It's really far away, and you, you don't you don't see English people. I don't really. Yeah, who said that? <laughs> 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 no, they just live quite far away. Um, and also, yeah, I don't want to see them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Gabrielle takes Leah down to the brothel. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, hilarious, hilarious um, misunderstandings ensue uh, because Leah has to be dressed up like Meg. Uh, mm-hmm. And like on the way there, uh, Gabrielle sort of fixing her outfit to make her look more like Meg, which, is ve- which essentially just involves tearing um, two extremely high slits in the side of her skirt, ripping her sleeves yeah. off and um, getting her cleavage out. Um... <laughs> And, and, ask, and asking her to look sexy. Yeah, this is funny. Uh, which which Leah doesn't understand, and she says, "You're alluring," and and she basically does exactly the same expression and um, body language that she did while she was being burnt at the stake. 
which is, which is how we know she really was getting off on that. You know, this kind of just just swoon as if you're either trying to seduce someone or dying in the name of your wacko religion. Yeah, that's it. Here's a question, actually, right? If you live in mm. ancient Greek land, yeah, how do you choose which religion to to do? You see, the thing is, right, that in our in our world, we choose whichever mm. religion um, our parents brought us up as, probably, uh, or you just pick whatever one speaks to you or whatever. Uh, but you've got no guarantee yeah. that it's true. You know, it's faith, isn't it? The thing is that in ancient Greek worlds, you don't actually have to have faith, do you? Because the gods are demonstrably real. So if you know that all the gods are real, how do you choose one? How do you pick the religion that you want to stick well, to? Well, you, you, don't, you don't choose one. And, uh, and this is a stupid thing about this episode. <laughs> uh, the, the point of this episode is you, you don't have to pick one to believe. You kind of believe all of them and you... Well, but yeah, but Maybe like have one as a patron. Well, that's well. How do you pick or... which one is your patron? Because these ones, like they, well, they what's, describe what's this. Your, what's your local temple? The nearest temple happens to be <laughs> a Hestian temple. So you, so you go Hestian. So you go Hestian. That makes sense. Um, make... Yeah, no, I, I think that's that doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. But we'll have to ask some ancient Greek if we ever find one. Um, but the problem is that, of course, in the ancient Greek times when they did believe in these gods. They weren't real, so or were they? Who knows? I don't fucking know. <sighs> anyway, so they do I, explicitly I suspicion. They do explicitly call this religion Hestianism. Um, yeah, and like it's just anyway, it's dumb. I don't understand how their religion works, but hey, um, what I think is funny, right, is that um, Leah was so like shocked and appalled to discover that Zena and Gabrielle weren't virgins. Uh, and she yes. keeps she keeps trying to convert Gabrielle into as if as if being a virgin is something into, into being a virgin. Yeah, as if you can virgin. just regrow it, you know, like trying <laughs> 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 to convert Gabrielle to virginism. Uh, and then the yeah, she I was Zena Zena invented many things, medical med, many medical inter- interventions, but hymenoplasty is not one of no, them. No, no, we need to wait a few good few thousand years for that innovation. Um, but yeah, I, I like this part though because this is a, this is one of the wanking jokes um, because yes. Aaliyah is trying to list the virtues of Hestianism, and number one was know thyself, and Gabrielle just cuts her off and says, "Lex, believe me." <laughs> If I have to go the rest of my life without companionship, knowing myself won't be a problem. Amuse. <laughs> ha ha ha. Yes. We get it, Gabrielle. We get yeah. it. Long, long pause with close up on both faces. So yeah. Insert laugh here. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I did laugh. It's all yeah. worth it. Um. So <laughs> anyway, that was on the way to the tavern slash brothel where Meg is, as Gabrielle, don't be so judgmental, Meg is the boss there. She's the madam. She yes. owns the place. So she's gone up in the world, if you ask me. Um, yeah. And so, uh, but the thing is, right, and then I texted you this at the time when I was watching it a, like an hour ago uh, because suddenly Jocks appears and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, we got nearly halfway through the episode and I'd forgotten he was I, in it. And I'd there he is. he was in it. And there he fucking is again. Well, he often is when Meg's around because they've got a bit of a, an understanding. I know and- that. I know and the that, awful like... thing, the awful thing about this appearance is he's obviously a regular at yeah. the tavern. All the girls know him, and they give 
good impression of liking him and being excited by his arrival. But you know, they are that's what they do for a profession. Is yeah, pretend to like they're that. very good at their jobs. Um, and we get a horrible, horrible version of his awful little song. <laughs> um, full chorus, but, full choir. And it's basically it's it's at this point it's. It's not just carry on virgins, it's carry on Oliver. It's, it's like a whole tavern full of Nancys um, from Oliver Twist. <laughs> if you don't mind look, having to look at Juxer, it's a fine life. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, there's like the... Oh God. And he's like playing the lute and everything. He's like going... The whole thing is just... And then he offers himself up to Meg for oh, a spanking. And the accordion, which we know was a common common instrument in ancient Greece. Was it? I don't know. When was accordion in ancient yes. I'm going to guess not in ancient Greece. Oh, I think we'd better look that up. I think it might even be a piano accordion. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. That is ridiculous. There's been no anachronisms in this show until now. This is the first <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, offers himself up yeah. to Meg, uh, who mm. smacks him, and uh, he thinks this is role play. Yes, Oof. Uh, and offers himself up for a wee spanking. But then he gets really like shy <sighs> and shit when Gabrielle appears. Horrible. And this bit is horrible, right? Because he's obviously the same thing yeah. is right that Meg really oh, horrible, horrible, horrible. I just remembered how horrible this is. Yeah, the thing is that Meg really likes Joxer, right? Mm. Meg is like genuinely, genuinely likes Joxer. Yeah. And Meg is like yeah. so much better than he could ever have expected to do yeah. in his life. But it's not good enough for him. He's still in love. I thought, I thought with you were Gabrielle, say she's you know? so much better than him, which she is. Well, yeah, she is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, like yeah. she's a she's a ten. She's a solid ten, and he's like a five. You know, as I have said mm. before in a different context, the disparity in their levels of attractiveness is highly pronounced. Um, yes. Yeah, but no, that's not good enough for him. He wants Gabrielle, and he's still like uh, inverted commas here in love with Gabrielle. So he's like really embarrassed to have been found in this brothel with Meg by Gabrielle. Um. So it's like it's like ridiculous. Like but... he'll use he'll use Meg when there's no one else around. But as soon as yeah. the as soon as Gabrielle's there, he's like he drops Meg to the curb every time. It's sickening. But it's, it's even worse than that. But it's even worse than that because he. <laughs> assumes because he's a fucking idiot yeah. that Gabrielle is working there, and then he says, "Oh, look, well, at least only a few dinars is between me and yeah, those sweet, uh, sweet lips." It's like, uh, I, I can't. Oh, I can't get off with Meg because Gabrielle's here and I love her. Well, at least I can pay for her, and yeah. he does catch himself in that. And uh, <laughs> but it's a horrible, horrible thing horrible. to have occurred to someone to write. A horrible male thought. <laughs> This the episode um, is it two two authors, one male, one female. Oh, I'm pretty sure the man wrote that part. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, Gabrielle kind of explains to Joxer the whole the whole routine, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to hell now because I've defiled a virgin." I mean, like literally, you just touched her arm. That's not defiling. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't care what your shoe size is, Joxer. That was part of the song. Um, yes. I don't care what your shoe size is. Uh, that's <sighs> not defiling. Anyway, back at the temple, Zena's having us a, a, a look around. Right, she's taking Meg's place, mm-hmm. so they're both now dressed as a Hessian virgin. This is important, obviously. She's told Meg to stay where she is. 
because oh yeah, we yeah. actually completely missed the part where Zena and Meg meet. Um, so Meg was Meg sort of tried to punch Zena, which was funny because she thought it was Leah, and she was pissed yes. off at Leah for having abandoned her virgins. Um, but Zena just okay. grabs the hand in midair and squeezes, and then she's like, "Oh, hello, Zena," you know, um, which yeah. is good. So Run, running running joke introduced for for this episode. Yeah. So um. This is at the point where Meg explains that the Captain Obvious or Reverend Obvious villain that she'd been standing next to had pulled her in to replace Leah for an important ceremony. Yeah. Um, and she was like trying to do a good deed. So she's not actually a baddie. Thank God for that. She's not being a baddie in this episode. She's being a goodie, but she's, like yeah. a lovable patsy. She's being, being, yeah, she's being used by, by a baddie and thinks she's yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, so... Zena takes her place and tells her to wait in the room. And this is, she does a bit of dry humping there, doesn't she? This is a bit you're talking about. She does. So well, like, this nice, is a nice, nice bed, but there's a lot of hip thrusting happening. Yeah. Um, she's like, how could I be cause any trouble? I'm a virgin. And then starts like humping the air. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Zena's now dressed as a, a virgin and is snooping around. And she finds a medallion, a suspicious medallion. Which apparently proves that... That's not this, a Hestian symbol. Yeah, apparently this proves something, right? Now, she says um, she says to Meg a little bit later that this medallion proves that they are Delians. So I assume that means they worship Delia Smith. Um, I've, I don't know what god I they're... Guess. I don't know what god they're in favour of because I don't think there is one called Delia. De- Delius. Uh, is that a god? Um, I looked up, I googled Delian and I got something about the Delian League, which is something to do with, like, ancient Athenian city-states. Um, I I don't know. To be honest. <laughs> it doesn't matter, I does it? I don't think for a moment it matters. No. <laughs> no. But, Not really. obviously, um, obviously Meg totally ignored her. <laughs> obviously Meg totally ignored her instruction to stay where she was because she immediately fucks off and starts drinking the communion wine. Um, mm. Literally. And also stealing a bunch of gold coins, which just look like chocolate coins. Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to. cleavage. I thought they were going to pull some foil off. Honestly, I thought that's what it. That's what <laughs> going with that. Uh, but Meg unfortunately spills all the beans to the baddie, including that Leah is at the tavern dressed as her, and that Zena's in the temple dressed as her. Uh, <laughs> what? Sorry, I've, I've digression. Okay. At this point, because you know we haven't had one for about three minutes. Yeah. Um, you're saying about them being chocolate coins, and I say about shoving them down your cleavage, because that that's Meg's um, theft yeah. mechanism. Yeah. You know what's the what's the point of having a capacious cleavage if you don't use it to to pilfer stuff? It's true. And it's just reminding me. I I read um, on Twitter there's one one of those confession thing fessel, uh, and someone someone's confessed that. Um, when she was pregnant, and this is the only way I knew it wasn't either you or me, but <laughs> when she was pregnant, that she had massive capacity, um, and she could and she could shoplift a bar of Cadbury Cadbury milk under each boob. <laughs> <laughs> the only slight issue there is that it would yeah. melt by the time you got out of the shop. Well, I know, I know, but anyway, there we go. There's our digression. Apparently, of apparently, more and more people are resorting to shoplifting because of the cost of living crisis. So there's a tip for you all, ladies. Yeah, that's how to yep. accomplish it. <laughs> under the tits. <laughs> yeah, they used they used to say you should aim to be able to hold a pencil under your, under your breast for good well, breast no, size, like but, um, you should no, be, go for a, 
I'm pretty sure it was that you should not be able to hold a pencil. Oh. Because if you can okay. hold a pencil under it, you've got saggy tits. Uh, well, maybe that was the fashion in those the days. The fashion in those days, yeah. Bo- boobs go in and out of fashion, don't they? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Where were we? Tits, yeah. Um, So... <laughs> Meg. Meg. Where were we? Tits? Meg. Anyway, so then Xena comes along and says to Meg, I've worked out that he's a baddie, and Meg's like, oh shit, I told him everything. Oops. Whoop. Yes, I told him where Lear is, I told him that you're here. Yeah. He literally knows the whole thing. So basically this is now setting up the denouement, which essentially, because everyone knows everything now, and now, yeah. now the hilarious joke is just going to be, can you guess who's pretending to be who pretending to be who? Yeah, well you, you've... You've done better than I did because my my whole summary for the episode was there now follows um, <laughs> basically scene after scene of Lucy pretending to be someone else, pretending to be someone else, pretending to be someone else. Yeah. So we 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 do all that Lucy playing Xena, playing Leah, playing Meg, playing Xena. Yeah. Kind of Russian doll. Yeah. Stuff. Um. So at this point, Meg runs off to the tavern to rescue Leah, who mm-hmm. some baddies are going to come and kill. Yeah. Meanwhile, Leah's at the tavern trying to teach the prostitutes to be virgins by singing Onward Christian Soldiers, except virgin instead of Christian. Yes, and it only has two lines that just repeat yeah, over and over. just Onward again. Virgin Soldiers on over and over. Um, yeah. And... At the same time, Xena is having to impersonate Leah in the temple because the Hestian virgins want to do a confession scene with her, right? Oh, yes. Now, this is yes. my favourite scene in the episode because it is... <laughs> <laughs> As it for any lapsed Catholic, this is this is the best confession you're ever going to have. I was, right? was going to ask how it compared, <laughs> actually. It is basically... Yeah, it is basically Catholic confession. You go into the opposite yeah. sides of a little booth and you tell Real. you tell them some sins, and then they forgive you or give you advice. That's how it. That is how it works. Um, well, they give you a forfeit, don't they? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's truth or dare. You know, you have to get a dare. <laughs> you have to get a dare in response. Yeah. Um, but it's usually just say X number of prayers. You know, but occasionally yeah, forfeit. Yeah, occasionally you have to actually do something. Like mm. I have heard, for example of people going to confession to confess they committed a crime and the priest yeah. refusing to give them absolution until they'd been to the police first, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. The, poli- the, the, the priest can't go, the priest can't tell anyone what you've said. The priest can't go yeah. to the police, but they can refuse to give you absolution if you've not... Withhold absolution. Yeah, if you've not, uh, if you're not, you can't be remorseful unless you've taken the consequence of your actions. You know. So I've heard of that happening. I know that. I've heard of that happening. So anyway, where was I? Um, so the confession scene is really funny because uh, she's sort of half listening to this little Hestian virgin. And if you're paying attention to what's on the to what's happening, you can be not listening to this little Hestian virgin too. But if you do listen to her, it is like extremely funny, more wanking jokes, right? So on Zena's side, she's it's a, having it's a, it's a wanking nun joke. Yeah, really, it, it is. It is. Yeah. On Zena's side, she's having a fight with the bald guy who's come to kill her and interrogating him. She's Leah. Yeah. Interrogating him. No, no, no. He thinks she's Zena. He knows she's Zena. He's been instructed to kill Zena. 
while they go to the well he sends they send someone else to the tavern to kill Leah. Come on. Whatever. Yeah, they they know Zena's there, right? Um okay. and so while she's interrogating him, she does a pinch on him. 28.5 second pinch, by the way. Uh, and she's... I'll add that to the spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, he, he lasted the pinch quite a long time. You know? Yeah. Uh, not got as thick a neck as Theodorus, obviously. Um, but Who has? Who has? No one, not even Theodorus has anymore, because he's dead. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile... But this... meanwhile... Sweet young novitiate is um, yeah. making her confession. Meanwhile, little Maria von Trapp on the other side <laughs> is basically Has been saying, out in the garden. Is she's ba- like, if we can sum it up, she's asking, "Is it a sin to masturbate with a vegetable?" And the answer: yes, summer gourds <laughs> are so ripe and firm. This why year. would the goddess bless us with such firm vegetables if she didn't want us to enjoy them? That's the. <laughs> That's what she says. And it's like, yeah, is what she there says. may be more than one way to enjoy a summer gourd, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if a and, gourd and... is the shape that I would choose if I were going to give myself a yeast infection with a vegetable. <laughs> I think well, I would maybe d- choose I, a... You know, it's, it's, not, it's not like a butternut squash. It's you know quite going to be quite a long... I don't know. I'm, I'm I doing would... hand action, hand motions that I'm... the listener can't see, but you can. I think a parsnip would be better. Oh no, no, no don't get any parsnips. Too sharp. Well, <laughs> I had a. You had a parsnip in a different chef. context. <laughs> no, in a different context. I got, I got, um, uh, almost chemical burns from from parsnips. Really, the foliage. Yeah. So you know, um, so things like giant hogweed and cow parsley—it's all part of the same family. And uh-huh. if you get the sap from the foliage on your skin, and then it gets exposed to sun, you get can get the same thing from lime as well. They call it um, so quite a not uncommon thing is if you're having a margarita or if you're doing tequila shots, <laughs> and you bite the lime, and then you're out in the sun, your lips can swell up. It's <laughs> a true thing. But no, the parsnip thing is true. I got te- horrible, horrible chemical burns um, all up both arms from, from putting up parsnips on my lot in one year. <laughs> <laughs> so don't stick a parsnip so up your chuff. Don't stick a parsnip up your chuff. Well, that's that's good advice. At least mm. not unless unless you've got a condom on it. Then it would probably be all right. Oh, that, yeah, I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I should have put a fe- femdom on each arm. Yeah, yeah. To harvest my parsnips. Or alternatively, if you're never harvesting parsnips in the future, wear long sleeves and gloves. Or just buy them from a supermarket. Just buy them from a supermarket, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting... (laughs) That was a fun little interlude. Um, Wasn't it? Okay. Every day's a school day. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) Zena finishes interrogating the lad and leaves uh, the confessional and the woman's like, but wait, 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 you're not giving us an answer. And Zena just gives them permission to wipe with whatever vegetables they could, they like, uh, or or not actually with it, actually not with vegetables. I think she says it's better to take no, matters into your some... own hands. So and the, the, the other little detail. So I'd remembered that, but the detail <laughs> I'd forgotten was the other girls when she comes out of confession. The two yeah. of the other little nunlets coming to say, "Well, what did she say?" So yeah. it's like <laughs> they're obviously all <laughs> lusting after the summer gourd. Well, amazing. Yeah, totally. Um, so we now we're pretty much getting towards the end now, right? And we end up 
we're back to the tavern now, right? And Kazina is now finished with the yeah. people in the temple and she can now return to the tavern. And there are now three of them in the tavern all getting mistaken for each other at different points, right? So yeah. Gabrielle's with Leah uh, and Meg appears and Meg gets mistaken for Leah by Joxer who gets down on his knees in front of her and says, "How could never have? how could I ever have mistaken you for that strumpet Meg who's been around the block a few times and Meg punches him as you would. Um, Hi Meg. Yeah. And then she gets swapped for Leah almost immediately. <laughs> yeah. One in one out. Yeah. And then Zena's <laughs> there as well. Uh, at one point Meg mistakes. And they're all in the same costume. They're yeah, all in the Hestian virgin costume. They're all in the Hestian virgin outfit now. Which Leah found in. Leah found it in a dressing up box at the back of one of the rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Um, they, they must be planning a party. Yeah, they must be. But the only explanation. Um, <laughs> and at one point, Meg does something quite noble, which is she tries to protect Leah by doing a fight, fight, fight herself without realising that it's actually Xena that's there. And yes. Xena uh, yeah. flips over her head and punches the guys and then Meg's like, oh, hello, Xena. Yeah. Hello, Xena, again. Um and then at one point they do all end up in the same room and Gabrielle has to basically do a which one is which? But it's so obvious. It's so obvious. It's, it's, it's so, obvious. so good, you know? It's so good because yeah. like, it's so obvious which one is which because yeah. Leah's like, Leah's like, um, oh, oh, ethereal Swooning. shit. Swooning as Swooning. if she's have, having an orgasm and or being martyred. <laughs> and Meg's <laughs> fiddling with her cleavage and pulling a gold coin out of it. Meanwhile, Zena's, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got Zena in the middle just standing there with her chin slightly sort of raised, like, imperious, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so now there's a plan, right? They've hatched a plan, mm-hmm. um, which will involve them all, at one point or another, impersonating each other, right? The only trouble is that <laughs> Leah is the worst actress of all of them. And also yes. she's got the speech impediment, so it doesn't it's not the thing is yeah. right, that anyone should notice this. <laughs> but our man Bailey does not notice. So he gets what he thinks is Meg, but is actually Leah. Right? Yes. <laughs> um Oh yes. He gets what he thinks is Meg, but is actually Leah to come and perform this ceremony, right? This ceremony is going to involve essentially um, drinking the Kool Aid, getting them all to drink the Kool Aid and die. Yeah, uh, they've all to drink this from, poisoned wine from, from little eye bars like you used to get with Optrex. <laughs> tiny, 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 teeny, tiny, 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 and they do. Tiny, they look tiny, like so. We we had one in the bathroom cabinet at home, and you'd, you'd put Optrex or you know just water once the Optrex had run out because you're not going to you know you've got the thing, <laughs> you don't need the stuff, and uh, kind of swill your eyeball. Lovely, you know? uh, mm. yeah. But that's what that that's what they look like. Delightful. So have an, have an Optrex eye bath full of Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. And um, so she's supposed to, he wants her to read some sort of proclamation in ancient Hestian, which now, this is a language now, apparently, um, which is going to tell them... Crucial, crucially, it's a language he doesn't understand. So who wrote it? So he's given her a scroll with this thing written on it that she's supposed to read. Oh my God. God, you found a plot hole. A plot hole in my Xena? It's more likely than you think. <laughs> um, maybe yeah. he gave it to her in Greek and she was supposed to translate it on the fly. Because she's apparently okay. the only one who knows the language. Oh, good work round. Well done. Yeah. Good work 
Um, then, uh, Xena, pretending to be Leah, gets herself captured on the way in, pretending she can't hold a sword, and gets herself chucked into the, um, gets herself chucked into the dungeons. Where Joxer is waiting Where Joxer is waiting. And Joxer's doing a quite a funny, (laughs) Joxer's doing quite a funny, uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. With yes. the guard. Yes. Six, six degrees of Hercules. <laughs> no, it was a different guy. I forget him with the guy's name. He's like, you can connect everyone in mythology to this random guy who I've never fucking okay. heard of. Um, but yeah, it's a six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. He was like, you want to try it? Let's try yeah. it. Pick a guy. We'll connect him. <laughs> we'll connect the fucker. But um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Xena gets herself into the thing. Joxer starts to explain how they're going to get out of it. Meanwhile, she's doing yeah. though everything he's talking about, and then he finishes yeah. with, "It's so easy, an idiot can do it." And then she's all, already on her way out in the dungeon, saying, "Come on, idiot!" Which is funny. <laughs> oh, hi, Zena. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what Meg's doing at this point. Do you? Oh no, I, I, you're doing. I say you're doing a lot better than me. <laughs> I don't. Rem- I don't actually remember what Meg's doing at this point in time. Unfortunately, I think she she's pretending to be Leah, but somewhere else, and I forget why, and it doesn't really matter anyway. I suppose not. But she does appear in the in the in the eventual final fight fight fight. So I guess. But um, yeah. So back where we've got Lucy playing, pretending to be Meg, pretending to be Leah. No, mm-hmm. Lucy. Pretending, oh god! Pretending to be Leah, pretending to be Meg, who is actually Leah, right? Inception. We've got layers of this shit. Um, and she reads out this proclamation to her virgins, um, mm-hmm. and they all take a and sip. They, and, and the virgins kind of look at each other. They're that, like, "This is confused." Um, but yeah. she she reads it out in this ancient language that only she understands, apparently. But they all understand it because, like. Otherwise, they wouldn't understand yeah. what they were saying. What they, she was saying. Um, they knock back their <laughs> Optrex shots, right, and then immediately fall down, apparently dead. At which point, Reverend Obvious Villain reveals his obvious villainy and tells everyone ah. that they have to convert to his religion because their religion's stupid and sucks. Yes. Um, at which point, Leah says the next part of the code phrase. And then all the virgins get up and spit because she told them, spit, don't swallow. Um. <laughs> um, which is how Captain Obvious, uh, Reverend Obvious villain said she told them not to swallow. That's not Meg. <laughs> is this the line where you text me? There's a funny line. Yeah, and that, that's one I didn't. I didn't notice first time around. So I was obviously a little bit less um, world weary, world wise. First first time I watched it, I don't, I don't remember picking up that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Good point. Um. Yeah. So, anyway, then Zena appears. There's a fight. Fight, fight, fight. fight. fight, fight. She ends up fighting the Reverend Obvious Villain. She beats him. Yeah. Um, not that we're running out of steam here in this recap. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at the end, everyone's back in their proper places. And yeah, Leah, it just gets sorted out. Yeah, it fine. just gets sorted out really quickly, doesn't it? And then Leah finishes yeah. it. Um, everyone, everyone. There's, for some reason, we've got Meg and Joxer and Gabrielle and Zena all in a line, and they yeah. all everyone looks at the one the person they're in love with, 
at this point. So Meg looks at Joxer. Oh, I didn't notice that. Joxer looks at Gabrielle. Gabrielle looks at Xena. Xena looks at Gabrielle. <laughs> so for some reason, that they do that. Anyway, uh, and then um, Leah finishes the episode with, I still think you'd make a great virgin. And then we they, they chose to end the episode on Xena looking um, sort of like, too late for that. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, I just remembered. I just remembered a, a bit of rhubarb we missed. Oh, I. And it was um, Meg quite early on when she's being Leah. <laughs> just, just kind of noises off. She's you just kept catch her saying, "I, I've been a virgin so many times. I can't remember how many." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's kind of like what? Like it's hard to be a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah so, shenanigans shenanigans yeah i feel like this yeah. i feel like we've made that this podcast much longer than we intended but hey yes well <laughs> so-called hard deadline That's not like us whatever um yeah, it, yeah it you're right it is much worse when we don't make notes when yeah. we don't make notes we're much worse at this so well, we don't make notes, but you still go go for blow by blow review because you I'm still got so, it in your head. I'm so sorry that I've got a working memory. Okay. Well, that that's your problem. <laughs> that right there is your problem. I so literally my, my watched it is, an hour ago. They all pretend to be each other in in various nesting, ver- you know, <laughs> nesting virgins. configurations. Nesting it's virgins. virgins inside virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigans ensue, <laughs> and it's all resolved. You're right. We should have okay. just finished. That's it. We, this podcast would yeah. have been over forty five minutes ago. However, I'm glad. I'm glad we went into a bit because I, I've forgotten how much I enjoyed this episode. I kind yeah. of, I, building up to watching, it, I thought, oh god, not another bloody. How many times are they going to pull this shit? Another <laughs> doppelganger episode. But I really, really enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good for you. It's a better doppelganger episode than most because it doesn't involve Diana. Who's, well, I don't who's not dislike your, well, Diana. She's not your favourite. You know, every doppelganger episode up to now has involved Diana, who's your least favourite doppelganger. So, well, I, I don't know. I feel this is. I feel you're kind of picking on that one comment and making a big deal out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Diana hater. Are you sure? You're not. You're not the Duke of Edinburgh. Um. <laughs> Fairly sure. Fairly sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No. This was a good. This episode was quite a good laugh. Any episode yeah. with Megan, it you're guaranteed a good a good laugh. And and any episode where Lucy gets a chance to expand her repertoire of comedy characters. You know. Yeah. I mean, and a big big episode for for Lucy. You, you, it's yeah. Keeping track of all of that. Yeah, of who X she's being, Y being, Z being, who yeah. she's meant to be, and who she, and who knows what, whatever time you know. And so this will be why last yeah. week's episode was Zena Light, and why next week's episode will be Zena Light is Zena Light as well. Yeah, because she had yeah. so much work to do in this one. Many many lines. Yeah, much fight. Yeah. So basically, yeah. right, this is the second comedy episode. There's gonna be next week's another comedy episode. Three mm. comedy episodes in a row. Um, just and then, to bam. and then bang. <laughs> Just to just to get a set up for the distinctly mm. non-comic middle bit of the season, so you know we're we're yeah. coming on on it a pace now. 
Yeah. Very soon. So what's your what what's your score for this episode? Uh I I, I think it's gonna be an eight for me. I really <gasps> did me too. enjoy me too. it quite a lot. And yeah, good. I like the way the start um the sort of continuing rumblings of Zena and Gabrielle not being quite right with each other. I do like that that was included. If that was yeah. a, if that was deliberate, it was. it was included at the start in the opening where Gabrielle's just pissed off with Zena and like I'll save your yeah. life but grudgingly and then getting really angry with her all the time. Like Gabrielle's Gabrielle yeah. is very quick to anger these days and I think this is Yeah. Um yeah, at, I don't know if there is if they're actually as subtle as this. When I get when I get depressed, which happens every six mm. seven years, tend to go in a little, little cycle where I'll every go through ten winters or so. Yeah, I'll I do I do go a bit cyclical where I'll have a little bit of a major depressive episode every seven or so years. <laughs> I'm overdue yeah. for one actually. I know. So you're, you're um, brewing at the moment. But you? the first how I know it's happening is the first thing that happens is that I'm so quick to anger. I get angry so yeah, easily snappy. and snappy yeah. with people. And so Gabrielle's not in a. I think Gabrielle's not in a good place, and I, I I'm going to go ahead and assume that the the writing is subtle enough that that's why they have Gabrielle getting pissed off so easily. I I think that's a generous assumption. <laughs> that's why not? Why so, wouldn't I say, assume so... that in the same episode as we had Joxer's <laughs> "blame it on my shoe size" joke? Uh, yeah. Anyway, carry on. So. Bar's eye view of Warrior <laughs> Puis d'Estoin uh, is eight. Yeah. And next week, uh, as you say, we're, we're on to an, an, another comedy episode, which I think is an even broader comedy episode yeah. than this. And even more really joxery. Yeah, the, the quill is mightier than the sword or something. It's just the quill is mightier. You're it's just supposed the quill to is mightier. fill in the next part on yeah. your own. But on the other hand, I think we do have um, Aphrodite in it next week, so oh yeah, that's pleasant. That's always fun. Yeah, it's always yeah. a good laugh. We'll, we'll look forward to Aphrodite. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I shall so see you next see week. You yes. Bye, folks. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast, and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review but only if it's a good one. Bye!